In this video, I'm going to show y'all why I think the Rockets are going to have a bigger jump in wins this coming season than people are expecting. But first, down 42. Turn it up. It's the Chop Not Slap Show. It's OG Rossi and DJ Candesty. Chop Stars OVO Gang. DJ Candlestick. So if you didn't know, we got a new look for the Chop Shop merch store. We got some new drops in there, some new sales coming up. I want you guys to go to the merch store. You don't have to buy anything. I just want you to go there and look at some of these fire designs that we got in there. Shout out to our CSGs. If you hear the term CSG on the channel, that stands for Chop Shop Gang. That's the community. That's those passionate Rockets fans that sit through two, three years of a rebuild, that sit through bad games, that sit through bad coaching. Shout out to y'all. We are at the cusp of glory. We're almost there, guys. We're almost there. Got to keep pushing through. Shout out to the CSGs. Go to the merch store. Check out the designs on there. If you like something, cop it, man. Cop it. Let them boys know what the CSG stands for, man. Tell them that you've been a die harder. You went through the Christian Wood years. You went through the John Wall years. So keep repping. Keep supporting the Chop Shop. And we're going to keep dropping heat. This is something I know. One of the most important things in building a winning basketball team and, and just developing a winning culture, well, there's two things. One is defense, for sure. The other thing is playing team ball. That's passing the ball. And this is an area that the Rockets have lacked over the past few years. Whether it's the fault of any individual person, a coach, um, the, the players, this is an area of weakness that we've had. And especially on the perimeter, this has been a weakness of ours. If you look at our 2022 season stats, from passing, just passing alone, we were dead last in assists, only 22.4 per game. Secondary assists, now this is an important marker. Secondary assists are very important. And what the NBA defines a secondary assist as is if a player passes the ball to another player who then passes the ball within one second to a third player and that player makes a bucket. So basically it's passing the ball, right? Secondary assists show that your team is actually generating shots for each other. Um, and a good example of a secondary assist could be Jalen's coming downhill off a of pick and roll with um, with Alperin Shangun. Um, Alperin Shangun dives to the basket. Uh, they try to trap Jalen. Jalen passes the ball to Alpi. Alpi's rolling to the basket. The low man comes to help out, tries to stop him um, from getting a dunk, and he kicks it over to the corner. Open three for Jabari. That's a secondary assist um, that's generated there uh, from that play and it's counted towards the team because basically two guys touched the ball before the shot went up. Historically, the Rockets have not, have not really been high on secondary assists, especially in the James Harden era, um, because you know it's a function of play style as well. Uh, James was a guy that generated a lot of assists based on his uh, scoring gravity, his ISO godness, that he was able to just warp the defense and what he does, um, but he didn't really generate, a, uh, you know, the team under him didn't really generate a lot of secondary assists. And in my opinion, a large reason why the Rockets could not get over the hump in winning a championship. 
they were on the doorstep of doing that. But to beat teams and not be predictable in the playoffs, you have to be able to generate these types of shots. And for the new look Rockets where we are now, we've actually added two players in the form of uh, players that are going to be playing active part in, in raising this number for us in Ime Udoka and in Amen Thompson. And I'm going to use some of their own words to kind of describe why I think that these were important things. So in an interview post-draft with um, Kelly Eco, Amen Thompson actually sat down and answered some questions. And if you guys want to check it out, the link is going to be in this uh, description of this uh, media that you're consuming, whether a podcast or a video. Um, in this sit down, there were three quotes. I mean, everything he said was perfect. I mean, he answered everything like a pro. The dude is a pro. He's different. He's different. But there were three quotes that really stood out to me that really related to his perception of how the game should be played. And the first one was um, when Kelly asked him on paper, you're you fit quite well with Jalen Green. Looking at the other guys on the roster, Jabari Smith, Tari Eason, how do you pair with players like that? And a man answered, I think I pair really well with those guys. I think we're a big lineup that can lock up on defense. So defense first. I think getting Jabari and Jalen easier, wide open looks, their three point percentage is going to go up. So what is he talking about using his scoring, uh, his, his rim pressure, gravity, his ability to get to the rim, his ability to beat the defender, his ability to warp the defense with his passing, with his eye movement and everything. He says they're going to be utilized in a better way. It's a shot at uh, whoever was there last year, right? I love when these young guys talk. They don't really have the the, the media training to really address some of these things, but that, that, that's a slug. That's that's a straight bullet. Straight bullet, because he's saying they weren't utilized properly. So he's saying they're going to be utilized in a better way. I think, then he goes on to say, I think that's just what we need. I need them too. So great quote. Obviously, what is he talking about there? He's talking about being able to create open shots for teammates, um, a big function of what the offense is supposed to do. Uh, under Steven Silas, not really, really great on that. Um, if you look at some of the other ranks for the for the Houston Rockets, we were, uh, you know, dead last in potential assists, which is, uh, you know, basically the assist that you would pass to a teammate that did not make a shot. Now, that's not in a vacuum. A lot of it was the shot quality when the teammate got it right. Um, you know, people count potential assists to me. You if I look at film and I say that's a great potential assist if you're missing wide open bricks. Problem was the Rockets were doing both. They were missing great open shots and some of the shots, the passes coming out of the initial drive or the action were just terrible. They were off the mark, they were late. And so this kind of impacted that, but dead last nonetheless. In generating points from assists, assist points created. That stats look at how many points you were generating from your assists were dead last. Now this doesn't necessarily correlate with the number of assists. So some people may say, well, if you're gonna be last in assists, that means your assist points created is dead last. No, it's also the type of shot. So if you're a team that generates a lot of open threes, um, you could technically be middle of the pack in your assist numbers, but your assist points created is higher because that's the premium of the shots that you're getting. And lastly, assist to pass ratio dead last. Um, and that assist to pass ratio is looking at how many passes you're making in, in relation to your to what are how many of those passes are generated in assists. So we were uh, we we're not the worst passing team in the league, but we weren't passing to make shots. So all of that is addressed to me by acquiring a high level guard. And I think what you guys are going to see this coming season is the difference between somebody that's training to be a guard or like Jalen and, and KPJ who are off guards naturally playing in the role of lead ball handler compared to somebody that was born to do this. 
to somebody that was born and bred and developed and cultivated to become a, a floor general. So you guys are going to see the, the it's going to be night and day. I promise you. I promise you that. But let's go on to uh, with uh, with the Amen Thompson uh, interview. So uh, Kelly asked him, you've mentioned the need to create more efficient looks for others on numerous occasions. So this is all he talks about is other people, his brother. He's talking about his teammates. I love this. He says, why does that resonate with you so much? Or why does that resonate so much with you? And Amen answers, when you have so many talented players in Houston, I might not always be the best option. We have so many options. Jalen, Kevin Porter, Jabari, Alperin, being able to get my guys, and I love my guys, right? He's already taken ownership there. I, I like that leadership and making them happy. I just feel like that's what's best. So once again, there's a different vibe. You can tell this is that quarterback talk. This is that point guard talk. This is that leader talk. When these dudes that are, they know what their position is on the court, or the field, and, you know, they start saying my guys and things like that. I like that. And you, as you said in my, you know, as I said in my last video, um, it's not going to be about what he says. Like none of this makes him a starter, right? He still has to earn it on the court. Um, whether whatever their plans are for him, they're going to fold out. He's going to end up starting at some point, but the Rockets may go, go in different ways with him. You know what I mean? They may go one, you know, either way they want to go. Regardless, what you do see is that the qualities are there. So whether you're starting in day one or he's going to phase into it or they want him to slowly progress into the NBA, um, he's he's good. Like the dude is good. Mentally, he's there. If you watch any interview, whether in print or on video or recorded, whatever it is, you get to see the IQ and just the the calmness and he's just grown. You know what I mean? He's just grown. So, you know, that answer of, uh, you know, making his guys happy, making the teammates happy, being able to generate shots for them is what you want to hear. Then Kelly goes on to ask, how do you see yourself playing off a center like Shangoon? How come the two of you amplify each other's skill sets? Now, this response is was really impressive to me because he's talking like a coach. Now, no shot at any of the young guys we have on a team right now. When have you ever heard any one of them? And maybe Al P can do this, but the language barriers there. Uh, I think I've heard Jabari talk about this. Like, like, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take that back. I'm gonna say Jabari probably answers questions like this um, on the defensive end, but I haven't heard any of our guys like on the offensive end describe just a simple question like, "Hey, you you can play off of Shangun." Here's a, a men's response. He says he's a great playmaker. I feel like the easiest way to make plays is out of the high post. Have you ever heard a guard say that? That's some Kobe stuff, guy. Like that's Kobe, bro. This some Kobe, Kobe Bryant, savant level responses right now, right? The easiest way to make plays is out of the high post. You know what? He's right. This is why I've been banging my head against the wall over Steven Silas, just basically ignoring the best weapon that we have on the team, which was Alp's post ups, and not because of his post up in the vacuum. But he was only one of the only players on the team that was able to generate a consistent double team and warp the defense. Now, you're going to hear in this clip right now, Coach Udoko speaking about this. Coach, you spent a lot of time in San Antonio in terms of that culture, that team first culture. How do you plan to implement some of those teachings into this young team that's still going through those those early phases and hasn't been able to build those winning habits for two, three seasons? 
Yes, I've, I've, I've kind of touched on it. You know, everybody grows at a certain pace, but we want to kind of expedite that process. And guys have been in the league now, and, and they're young, but um, they all have a tremendous amount of talent. Same thing we had in Boston last year. A lot of individual play. It was kind of your turn, my turn. We want to have more of a team team concept here, as well as using guys' strengths. And so um, you know what wins. Everybody knows it's no secret, no secret formula to it. It's uh, defense wins, um, obviously, team basketball. And then using the strengths of the players so that doesn't change pretty much from anywhere and you've seen success and I've, I've been a part of that and obviously San Antonio and other places so back again when I'm talking about when you're generating passes and when you're like creating offense there's a million ways to do it but the, at the end of the day it's all about playing to the strengths of your players and warping the defense and knowing where your bread is buttered as the old folks would say right and Steven Silas largely ignored that, especially with the, t- the team that we had. And to me, that was criminal. That was criminal. But you're hearing a man Thompson. So let me finish saying this quote. He says, he's a great playmaker. I feel like the easiest way to make plays is out of the high post. A lot of backdoor cuts because the, the defense is not all facing one way. When you're in the post and you got a guy pinned down and, you know, it's, it's kind of off to the side. So in order for the players to help and cheat, they have to turn their head to a side, which allows the men they're guarding to be able to sneak behind them. If you're at the top of the key, dribble, 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 dribble between the legs, hezzy, 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 hezzy. Everybody is just slightly pivoted towards you. So it's easier for them to guard their players doing that way. Whereas the post, it really draws everything to one side of the basket, right? To the Whether it's on the left side of the court or the other side of the court. So he says a lot of backdoor cuts. We have athletic guys that you can throw lobs to, facts. They can run and having as many playmakers on the court as possible. We probably got like four or five now. That's how the new game's going. That's how the new game is going. The new game, man. This dude is telling us about the new game. What is the new game? The new game is what we just saw Denver do, right? The new game is really an old game. Because if you go back and look at, you know, NBA history, Passing has always been a premium. I don't care who you are or what you are. Now, there might be a couple blips here, random exceptions, but for the most part, the teams that pass are the teams that win, right? The teams that pass, there are teams that win. So I'm going to look at some of the teams that have had um, the highest, uh, you know, that won the NBA championships and where they rank in secondary assists. Because if it's just assists, you could have a guy that's just like generating a lot of assists. But if you look at, we're going to look at the NBA champions since this stat started being uh, uh, picked up uh, by NBA in 2014. We're going to look at the teams that have led, uh, that have won championships, but uh, where they rank with secondary assists. So check it out. So 2014, San Antonio Spurs won the championship. They were, guess what? Number one in the NBA in secondary assists. Coincidence? Maybe, maybe. 2015, Warriors. Sixth in the NBA. They won a championship. They were sixth in the NBA. 2016, Cavs. Fourth in the NBA. 2017, Warriors first. 2018, Warriors first. 2019, Raptors first. 2020, this is a blip, the bubble. Maybe some people, you know, some people still talk about the bubble. But Lakers, they were 19th in the NBA in secondary assist on their uh, run to the championship. Uh, 2021, the Bucks, 25th in the NBA. And I think having a unicorn of a player <laughs> called Giannis Antetokounmpo is, is the reason why. Uh, 2022, the Warriors, first in the NBA. And 2023, the Nuggets at fifth in the NBA. So these are the teams that have won the championships over the last 10 years, and all of them except two have ranked top five in secondary assists.
pass the ball, right? Right. So even to drive the point home, I also wanted to look at young teams. And this is why I think the Rockets are going to have a better season than a lot of people are suspecting right now. Because number one, we've added a savant at point guard, which is huge. And number two, we've added a coach that, you know, y'all seen my pop tree video of, uh, of with Ime Udoka is towards the end of one of the pods I did. That's going to be in the link of this description as well. But what he emphasizes, what Ime lives on is generating these types of shots, playing as a team, playing as one. So this is going to be a huge emphasis for him. But for, for young teams like, like us, especially um, that are trying to go from being really, really bad to being competitive, this is something that really you have to improve on. If you look at the 2017 Sixers, who only won 28 games, they were 17th in NBA in secondary assists. And then the next year, they improved to 6th in NBA, and their wins went from 28 to 52. Damn near doubled their wins and went like almost 10 spots up in secondary assists. What changed? Well, they added one uh, uh, Benjamin Simmons, right? A non-shooting guard. A non-shooting guard. And I think a lot of people get the misconception about um, Ben Simmons uh, as his uh, issues related to like his game. His issues are mental. His game has limitations, but Ben Simmons can be on a championship team. But he, he he's, he's, he's missing something right now in his, in his soul for basketball, right? So there's something missing there with his basketball soul that he needs to find. But his issues are mental. So the stuff about, oh man, look at Ben Simmons and man Thompson. Bro, if Ben Simmons had Russ, Russell Westbrook's heart, um, the Sixers might have won a chip by now. If Ben Simmons had Russell Westbrook's heart. So I know Man Thompson got heart. I know he ain't scared to shoot because in that same article with Kelly, what did he say? He said he's not worried about it. He's going to be locked in the gym. That he's It's going to become a strength that he feels like he's going to be a great shooter. I believe him. I believe him. I believe him. You feel me? These guys, they, they're gym rats. I believe him. I can't say the same about Ben Simmons. You feel me? So, so the floor for a man Thompson, if it's Ben Simmons with a with heart, that's an All NBA player. This is what I'm talking about. 28 wins to 52 wins once they started passing. I'm gonna call that the EMA factor and the point guard factor for the rest of this video, right? So let's just think about the Rockets as I'm naming these off. The 22 win Suns and that in the 2019 Suns they had 22 wins. They were 22nd in the NBA and uh, in secondary assists. Then they went to 34 wins. Guess what changed? The coach. And moved up to 12th in secondary assists. That's the EMA factor. Coach Monty Williams came in there, changed how they started playing. And guess what they added? They added the, the uh, point guard factor, the men factor with Chris Paul, who's a men's uh, super evolved uh, cerebral form. And they went to the finals um, and also won 51 games or were eighth in the NBA in secondary assists. The 24 win Thunder who are, to me, are going to be similar to where we were, right? These were, this is the 2022 Thunder. They won 24 games. They were 29th in the NBA in secondary assists. And this past season, they won 40 games and moved up to 17. And this is something realistic that I can see the Rockets doing. Both the wins and the jump in secondary assists. Why did they improve so much? One, they stopped tanking. They actually try to win. They have players like Jalen Williams, so you're adding what perimeter athletes, uh, uh, Cam Whitmore, right? Tari Eason, right? Um, you're adding playmaking, like like a men's set, playmakers all over the floor. Um, if you look at OKC's roster, all they have are playmakers. They might have one like you know guy that's not, but you're talking about Shea, you're talking about Giddy, 
You're talking you're talking about Lou Dort who can drive and kick out. You're talking about Jalen Williams who can play make. You know, what I mean, you you got multiple guards on that team that are able to distribute and do things well. And you're adding Chet Williams, uh, uh, Chet to that. So all of that is is really what drove their their wins up. Um, I think Jalen was a big part of it uh, for them. I can see the Rockets doing this. I really can see the Rockets doing this because I feel like we've added, um, you know, an elite playmaker to a bunch of great secondary playmakers on the team. Actually, we have two elite playmakers with Alpi and um, with a man now. Then you got playmakers, Jalen uh, being thrown in as a guard. This is going to pay off in this point. So that's something whether by um, whether they meant to do it or not, that's something that um, is going to benefit him, even though Steven Silas said that Jalen should have the ball, but he still got a chance to. Uh, Kevin Porter's uh, three years in the point guard experiment is going to pay off. This is where the payoffs come, because you can't do it with just one guy like the Lucas in the world, like the James Harden, where they just stand there and, you know, they drive and kick it to a bunch of non-shooters. The elite players, the elite teams, they're able to have guys that are dishing all over the court. And this is this takes me to my next point, which is Ime Yudoka's impact on the team going forward. I'm not out there trying to be the be the face of anything. I, like I said, I'm all about the players and the organization and you know, having that unity and selflessness with our organization. So as far as stamp on the team, uh, what I was as a player was a you know tough, hard nosed player, defensive minded. But I love the offensive side as well. I've done defense the last two years in Philadelphia and Brooklyn, but for seven seven years in San Antonio, I was doing offense and defense. And so, you know, we want to have a, a well-rounded team. Um, looked at the numbers overall. Sorry to mention this, Brad, but 27th in assists last year. We want to have more team basketball there. But at the same time, you have to understand what your personnel dictates. And that's Jason, Jalen, and guys that can really score the basketball at elite level. So you play toward their strengths, obviously, We'll have a defensive mentality going in and and you know i like to try to bring the dog out and guys and we got some young dogs here and and look forward to pushing them now if you see what he did in boston this was what he did in boston changing their playing philosophy if you look at the boston celtics under uh brad stevens look keeping in, in theme with this uh, secondary assist stat they were 25th this is a team that won 36 games with all that damn talent, they won 36 games playing the wrong way, right? Playing the wrong way. And then you switch over just one year later, 51 wins and the finals appearance. And guess what their ranking secondary assist was? Second. This is Ime Udoka's calling card. As a guy that's a descendant from the Popovich tree, this is what he does. This is what he does. And he said this as much um, in the in the press conferences um, for both teams that, um, you know, I mean, he's he's uh, he's got a chance to head coach where he said it in the Celtics uh, introductory conference. And he said it for the Rockets. Guys need to play the right way. They need to be able to pass the ball. They need to use their talents and going back, trying to tie tiling this all in. It's not it's one thing to have a bunch of talented players. But if they're playing in the vacuum, it means nothing because you're just ISO, you know, ISO God, one-on-one. That's so ineffective in the NBA. It's a team game. It's a team game. And you can generate that team game through your offensive philosophy or through the players that you have on the court, whether it's a 
you know, the Popovich, you know, motion offense um, that you're using? Is it the Warriors motion? Is it um, doing it the way uh, the, the Suns did with, uh, the you know, a lot of 21 action and getting the ball popping and moving once once those guards get to work on you? Is it, um, you know, I mean, there's just so many. Is it that you have a dominant player that's able to skew the, 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 the game so much that they generate double teams and triple teams that it, uh, as in LeBron uh, and Ty Lue and, and, you know, I mean, like those pairings that we see. Um, it, it's so many ways to really improve this number, but at the end of the day, it comes down to playing as a team and passing the ball. And I think this is where Ime Udoka's strength is going to be compounded by the drafting of one of Amen Thompson. And man, it's such a beautiful marriage in the two of them because Amen speaks defense and team sharing the ball, passing the ball to his teammates. I feel like the Rockets are in the cards to win at least 35 to 40 games just off of that and we're not even adding the other players and we'll get into the free agency and everything um you know in the later later videos about what type of free agents should they add but just off rip with the talent they have on hand with Amen thompson with coach Ime udoka and the fact that his coaching philosophy aligns with the strengths of the guys that we just drafted then it aligns with the strengths of the guys we already have because on the Celtics, what he allowed those guys to do was to be able to use their individual strengths to benefit the team. Jason Tatum is a great isolation player. Jalen Brown is a great player, not great in isolation, but he can get downhill. He's a big bruiser, um, tough shot maker. So when he does drive, the defense is on their heels because they're, they don't know what he's going to do. He can get to the basket. He can pull up. So once they start getting those actions going, you're kicking out to the Grant Williams of the world who can attack closeout. You can kick it out to, you know, different players that can attack closeout. And we have players to me that are more skilled with the ball in their hands. And that's why Cam, uh, Cam Whitmore is so exciting. He's not a great, like, line you up and just chop you up and get to the basket. But you have an explosive athlete like that at the on the perimeter that can shoot and put the ball on the, on the ground, make a move get to the rim and like he said in an interview in that same interview with kelly he wants to work on his playmaking that's something he's going to show as his game goes on man the recipe if i was a gm if i was a coach with these young guys and i have this money and i have this much runway to be able to do what i want to do i'm in i'm in heaven right now you just hope that the rockets stay patient and don't do don't do no crash dummy stuff and go give a bunch of money to players that are going to take the ball out of the player, the young guy's hands. A bunch of players that are going to eat up the cap space and cap flexibility in case you can add other players to this. But what they got brewing right now is very, very special. It's very special and y'all should be excited. So this is what I think. I think they're going to win 35 to 40 games. And I'm talking about even if they just added vets just on the on the boundaries you don't need no star vet if you want to push it up a little bit more you may add some bigger names but i think as is right now 35 to 40 wins how many wins do you think the rockets have in their cards y'all let me know in the comments and if you don't know you should know by now that the rockets uh, chop shop store has a new merch we got the men thompson merch with the praying hands y'all check it out uh go to the merch store link is in the description of this video if you're watching on youtube it's gonna be at the bottom hit the like hit uh subscribe follow us on our social media platforms and keep rocking with the chop shop and we gonna keep dropping that fire Amen. how are you i'm great hey welcome to the houston rockets what's up man yes sir it's great to have you i'm in how are you good man congratulations this is a, a special night for you and your family you're a houston rocket 
Hey, it's town. So excited to get started. So excited to be there. Hey, it's Rafael. Welcome to Rockets, man. We did not expect this either, but but we're ecstatic over here. Like we're really, really happy. What's up, man? Good, good. Hey, use it as motivation, man. You said you wanted to be in Houston. You're here now, <laughs> and we're gonna make it work, man. Hey, Cam. It's Patrick Fertitta. What's up? Hey, man. I hope you're as happy to talk to me as I am to talk to you. Congratulations. This. Uh, this is gonna be fun. Let's get you to Houston. Let's get to work. But enjoy tonight, and uh, we'll see you soon. Rockets fans, came up more here. Excited to be there. Excited to get ready for Houston, and let's get ready for summer league in the season. I'm out.